In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Hub podcast. And if you are listening to this, the subscription or however you listen has moved over successfully. I have moved my podcast over from Podbean over to Megaphone. And uh, that's supposed to, I, I didn't just move it over there. I joined a organization. We've got Waypoint TV got a hold of me and they uh, do a very variety of things to help podcasters. So they used to be kind of a TV deal and people weren't really watching numbers were down uh people absorb content differently now so we had they got a hold of me and asked me to join their team with that it's going to come a small amount of ads for a regular hour-long show or anything over a half hour just be two little short ads prior to the podcast and two in the middle otherwise if it's a 30 minute minute or like this one, it'd just be one, and I think one in the middle, something like that. But they're pretty short, pretty simple, but the good thing about that is they are going to help me uh, get a hold of guests, find people, uh, they're going to do a variety of things in the background there to help grow my podcast. So that's going to be a, a really good deal to, to help get some growth. I've also listened to a few of their other podcast that they've gotten and found a couple of good ones there was a couple of a couple of decent western hunting ones that that really interest me so so found uh western contours that one's pretty decent uh the e-hunter that one i listened to a little bit was pretty good so there's just a couple that i found and i really have a hard time getting into a new podcast uh gonna need i'm trying not to listen to anything this week because it is August 31st and the hunting season begins. Yep, it begins and I'm pretty excited. <clears throat> Here in western South Dakota, we've got that that cool fall air starting in the morning. It's not 80 degrees at 6 o'clock in the morning. So it's, it's, uh, it's here. And some seasons have, have already opened and you got people online, you see them with their harvest pictures so that's exciting in all that we have accordingly uh some some preparation and i know that a lot of people in the west put a lot of focus on on western hunting preparation one for safety uh but also comfort comfort and 
just making sure you're uh, you're having a great time. It's it's nice to be well prepared, and when we can't actually be out in the field, we might as well be thinking about being out in the field and figuring out how to how to get ourselves prepared for that. So I shared with you some physical preparation on one of the last times. That it's not going too terrible bad, but if uh, um, you're not long legged like me and 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 uh, got a skinny little waist and just go wherever, uh, then then that might be a little tougher to to pick up something like that last minute. I usually can push through quite a bit of pain and suffering, and and just a little bit of running, a little bit of hiking's been doing enough to stretch those legs, get those muscles work. So I'm I'm not great, but this, it'll work. The shooting preparation is is kind of frustrating this year, and I can't imagine all those folks that are hitting the range right now for the first time or the last, I've noticed the last month, the number, a little bit even less than that, the last couple of weeks, the number of people have just showed up at the range is ridiculous. There's got to be more prep than a few weeks before the season because I don't know how many times I I have something that just goes wrong and my bow needs work or I just a string is done and the amount of time it takes to get that thing back to where I'm confident. And I think that's the biggest thing when uh, feeling like I'm shooting darts is having confidence in my system and I only have confidence in my system when I've shot that thing hundreds and hundreds of arrows and they're going exactly where I want them to go. So if if you're at that point of you're not feeling confident, well, uh, do what you can and maybe limit your your effective range. Maybe that is only 40 yards. So make sure you're you're feeling confident in that and getting out. And getting some arrows shot through your target, so that's important. the uh, The next thing I got for you is my pack list. This pack list is way better than last year, thanks to Exo Mountain Gear. They put out their free little checklist pack list that you can add up all your weight and do it pretty efficiently, effectively here. So it's got a row of check boxes for things you've decided to include and other checkbox for when you've packed it. And this kind of is, is helpful because, so this pack list is pretty sweet. And all I need to do is go in and list everything for all my hunts. So it doesn't matter if it's archery, South Dakota, archery, South Dakota rifle, Arizona, doesn't matter. I'm going to have all my items on here. I'm going to have them weighed, which is kind of a pain and tedious, but once I got it, it's going to be pretty sweet. And I'll go through here and kind of simulate what I'm all bringing so that I can include it, include it, include it. It adds it all up in ounces and then puts it all there into a total pack weight. With how many pounds of food you got, you can add that in separately, your food, food, fuel, and water to effectively meet whatever it is kind of hunt you, you've got going on. So this is a really sweet deal, helping me remember everything. It's all categorized based on your pack and essentials, your shelter and sleep system, your uh, electronics, your personal care, hunting gear, essentials, even down to the extra stuff left in the truck, 
your post hunt things you need, pre-trip tasks, that sort of stuff. So there's all kinds of random deals there to help that are, are important for me to remember to do, like download my maps, prime my coolers, put my uh, antler business on vacation mode, and even uh, kind of gross, but this is so important. Like if you're getting ready for your your hunt, important thing to do is trim your toenails. You trim your toenails right before, or like a week before you go out and you get just enough growth in there. Your toenails feel good enough. It just helps with your foot care. I know it's kind of weird, but it's one of those little things that really helps. And foot care in the in the backwoods is, is pretty important. So... Uh, anyway, that's going to be available on the show notes down below. So make sure you check that out. Oh, and also on there is the food list. If you look at the tab, second tab, I've added my food lift list and I don't get super creative with it, but I've got just a plan. And if you've got other food list items that you love to have along on your backcountry hunts or just your hunts in general, because this whole hunt is not all backcountry. I'm looking at two, three days at a time, uh, over a nine, 10 day span just to hit a whole bunch of different areas. I'm not looking at spending a whole bunch of time in one little area. The backcountry stuff is a lot of fun. It's, it's a ton of fun, but if there's no elk, it's time to move to the next spot. So that's my game plan. Uh, there are a few spots that are a little ways in. We'll see kind of has nothing to do with my physical preparation. It has nothing to do with that. Although you may be thinking, well, it's because he's out of shape. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm looking more at I want to hit some of those different areas and find the elk. That's my plan. I want to move around and find the elk, and and once I found them, uh, I'll be in that area. I won't won't leave them. So the only shooting stick with one-handed trigger pull adjustments has a new way to keep you at the top of your game the trigger stick apex built for sturdy support that adapts to unforgiving terrain with easy adjustments to make your big shots with our durasteady three-piece carbon leg design and interchangeable rock solid clamp nothing tops the apex the trigger stick apex only from primos in every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that will draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Anyway, uh, that's kind of some of that preparation, but if some of you guys are traveling right now or driving across the country or driving wherever to, uh, to Colorado or one of the other Western states, 
you better have a reed or a diaphragm call in your mouth practicing, making sure you uh, can sound halfway decent. And I know some of us really can't blow these diaphragm calls, but here's what I got in my in my pack. I've got a little oh NWTF put out these little with Alps Outdoors these little reed holder things. They're kind of really nice. Um, and then at the end of the season, don't forget to take these, bag them up, and put them in your freezer because there are latex there, and that latex can go bad after a while, just like a pair of old latex gloves that were in your pack from a long time ago. So make sure that those get thrown in your freezer, and those will prolong their life quite a bit. That was a little tip. Ram calls can, they have to be, it's like a pair of boots. They got to be broken in, and they also can get uh, worn out. So you got to have multiple. And if you had a gray one that that's my favorite, the gray amp from Phelps, uh, that is worn out, then it's, it it wore out while you're in the field. It's nice to have another one. You can just pull out, make sure it's all broken in and and away you go. Some of that good crisp sound is not really going to come until you've broken that thing in. So that I have a hard time sometimes making a, an amazing cow sound with those when I have a elk within range, a I'm, I'm hiking up and I'm out of breath. I'm pushing myself a little bit. So sometimes that's a little tougher, a little bit more of a controlled sound comes from my read calls. So you can make sure you have more than one of these. The there's the bite and blow style, which I think sound like crap, but if you, it's it, apparently they work. They, I know they work, but it, it just sounds bad. I don't, I don't understand. So throw one of those in. So you've got another different sounding cow. Uh, I have a Primos Hyperlip, the double reed. I really like it. It sounds really good. And then I have a uh, Phelps, uh, a Phelps. I don't even know what it is. He has so many on his on his his website there. I just picked one out and away it went. And but that one's got a single read to it. Uh, but they're 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 each a little different. I notice with the uh, Primos Hyperlip. Here it is. It's almost a little bit more muffled. I can be a little quieter with it. Uh, I got to push a lot more air through it to make a noise. The Phelps. is louder so i pull that one out when i need to project a little bit more different sounding and even going to use my directional the way i'm facing uh, directional calling to uh just give the that sound of hey there's a herd over here and i sound like a herd i'm not just one lone cow so you really got to make sure you're sounding like a bunch of cows Rarely is there just one cow walking through the forest. Uh, They got a bunch of buddies or a bunch of girlfriends all running around. So you want to make sure you're sounding like that. So that that, all those bulls come and want to check you out. So get those two. Uh, The diaphragm calls are really pretty simple. And I know some people struggle with uh, got a gag reflex and can't, can't do those, but it took me a little bit to figure it out. Uh, but listening to a couple of different folks describe how to call has really made, I think, 
I think I'm going to have a, a change in my calling ability here pretty soon to take it to the next level. I've been efficient in making sounds. It work, works for me, but just a little bit of practice and some patience and slowing it down. That's what I found out is just take and make a sound with it and then do something with it. So, or like chuckling, you got to break that down, make one of those chuckles, and then slowly, 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 slowly speed it up. But if you're struggling with making a sound with these things, first thing is to do is get it right in the back, not in the back of your mouth, but it's it's not in the front, and about in the middle somewhere. Uh, I've heard it described as about right where you would maybe squish some fruit or something in your mouth if you had a little something, you just kind of popped it right in the roof of your mouth and with your tongue. You pushed your tongue up right on the roof of your mouth there. So you got to settle that thing in there. And the big thing is getting not having that air go by. So I have a Maverick, which it does not sound good uh, to me because I can't blow it as well. Uh, so here is kind of this air sound as you, because I can't just get a good seal on this one. Did you hear that? There was a little bit of air before I could get that that sound. And then that air is still blowing through while I'm making that sound. So that is is not a proper seal. I don't even know. There is no difference really between uh, the Maverick and this amp one shape-wise. But there's just something about it, how it wore, broke in, that it fits tighter in my mouth and I don't get that air going through. First step, making a noise. Uh, don't worry about bringing it down to the in pitch to make that that cow sound, but just start working and making a sound. And then figure out what the pitch is. Make that sound and then drop your jaw. That sounded horrible because I'm just trying to make a sound. And then giving it a little burst of air and then just dropping my tongue off to cut it off and make it stop. Okay, so what I'm doing is trying to find the spot where my tongue, and I'm just playing with tongue placement. Which tone do I like the most? So move your tongue a little forward, a little back and just start blowing and drop, blowing and drop your tongue so that you can kind of try and find the sound that you're looking for. And it, if you really, if you're struggling with what the heck an elk sounds like, uh, then just start playing some YouTube videos of that <laughs> elk calling sounds. And then eventually uh, you should be able to uh, make a halfway decent sound. The, the trouble with podcasting and calling is positioning this in my mouth while I'm trying to keep the flow going. So here's my typical calling sequence. Usually just give it a little couple of mews uh, and then uh, trying to sound like a uh, maybe a more mature cow. I've got a, uh, my read call is meant for the, uh, my calf. So.
not good, good enough. So that's why I, uh, and, and that's just, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I'm not broken. I'm not warmed up yet. So I need to spend some time there getting, getting warmed up and getting ready. So, uh, and with that walking through the woods, uh, you'll get warmed up. You'll start sounding better and better and better. So just know that, that, uh, that'll be the case. And then, uh, with that, I'll add in, that's just me walking through the woods, trying to get some sounds out. So as I'm breaking sticks, making noise, walking, I sound like a cow. I do that every once in a while. Um, but as soon as we get to the bugle tube, this is where I feel like it's, it makes it fun. So I was messing around with, uh, my chuckle and I've kind of had a chuckle, but I, I, I really liked what Corey Jacobson had to say about it. I'm getting ahead of myself. Can't jump right to the chuckle. Uh, but I also like, uh, what, hmm, forgot his name. He's out of, I think, oh, Chris Rowe. That's who it is. Uh, he's got some really good stuff on. He doesn't talk about all the different types of call. He calls, talks about two, and that's a uh, dominant call and a contact call. So your typical contact call, uh, making checking to see where some everyone's at. I think starting an elk bugle is easier than even a in a cow sound. Just getting a higher pitch. I, I find it easier to start with a little bit of a rasp um, in my voice <clears throat> just to help get that that sound out and then projected and I build it up and I come back down and then that's it. So here's our here's your contact. Who knows how that's coming through. I'll, I'll check it in the, the editing. But just a very simple high pitch. It doesn't have to sound pretty. The I've heard over and over again that the worst callers are elk. And that's a that's a for sure thing. They can sound pretty goofy. So with the contact call right there. And then you can add in a little bit of chuckle. But I think the chuckle is is a little bit more show. But also, I think more important for some bedroom noise. My game plan also is for calling is now to spend time figuring them out, trying to figure out what they want. And if they don't want just a regular old cow call, if they don't want to come, they don't want to fight, maybe I'm just going to back off, come back in, and then I'll just start making some, some bedroom noise music or no music uh bedroom noise giving little chuckles little bits of breeding sounds um make it sound like there's a there is a hot cow over there so i'll just add in a little bit of uh, some chuckling so uh i'm still practicing so i'm not going to do that chuckle for you but uh i realize now why guys accidentally choke and swallow calls which had me a little nervous i was driving uh, out of cell service. I thought, shoot, if I choke on a call right now, I'm going to, uh, hope I can just swallow it and it hurts a little bit, but <laughs> I'm not going to choke on it and be dead here choking on a, <laughs> a diaphragm call. But, uh, Corey Jacobson talks about how to, how to mess with that, where you're making a sound and then breathing in heavy and kind of goes like this. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
and then doing that faster and faster and faster kind of speed that up and that's without a, a bugle tube so i am not going to be winning any championship colin but that was pretty easy for me to kind of figure out if you can keep playing and playing with that you can make something that sounds good enough and that's all we're looking for is good enough uh it's tough listening to good callers and trying to emulate what they uh, have in their calls because i can't do it and i'm sure the the rest of us can't either it's something that they know how to make that tone exactly and it, it gets it's tricky so have kind of a of various amounts of of different calls different tactics uh born and raised talks about it just takes one and they have they go and just locate 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 contact contact until one wants to play but i it sounds like there's an, there there is i know there is there's another way about going about doing that you hear good elk callers talking about i can call in that bull if i get within 200 yards i can call that bull in uh that's not me so that must mean they're trying to figure out what call it is they want so that's my challenge to you and my challenge for myself is to figure out what calls these elk want or what sound it is and maybe it's not a not a verbal call at all maybe that's a uh non-verbal Throw in your, your eating the grass and the stick breaking and raking. Raking is a really effective. Around with some of those, create a various amounts of situations. Think about what situation you're making. Don't just blow in your calls. Think about, okay, I've got a hot cow here and I have a bull that is trying to whoop in and, and take her. Um, I did like the idea of some bedroom music where it is just kind of goofy little sounds of just a chuckle, just a, um, there's some heavy breathing, just some, uh, various sounds like that, just to get the, the assumption that, that there's activity here, but that bull is not making it known throughout the whole Canyon that, Hey, I'm bugling. There's more to a locate the more elk calling than just like a locate and a, Hey, I'm locate them or we have to challenge call them and fight them. There's, there's a lot more music that can be played to their ears. So that's kind of what I'm going to be figuring out here in the elk woods as I go. And don't worry about sounding perfect because I just blew my elk call for you guys. And, uh, that's something I normally would not do, uh, just cause I'm pretty self-conscious about it. So, um, just practice and you can make it sound an elk so with that being said have a game plan with your calling figure out the situation and that's it for you for this week guys i've got uh i'm traveling not on opening day i'm leaving on saturday so good luck to you guys on opener and love to hear stories and what all is going on in the elk woods thanks This is God's country. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, 
Whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.